Um, welcome. Yes, I'm freezing. That's why I have my coat on. It's horrible outside. Um, today, I'm going to talk to you about um, cancer lifestyle changes and from the good to the crazy. But I have a sponsor for my live streams and my podcasts, etc. So I'm going to play you a little video from my sponsor because that's what I have to do. And you'll um, so give me two seconds. I'll play that and I'll be back in two seconds. Here's Carla. The biggest problem with insurance is that people don't actually understand how it works. Not only how they can protect themselves, but their children as well. If you would like to learn more about how you can do this from life insurance, critical illness cover, income protection and children's cover, then please get in touch today. I'm Carla Edwards from The Protection Parent and please let me help you protect what matters most. Thank you, Carla, and thank you for sponsoring me. It's uh, amazing. Uh, it's very cool. Obviously, somebody likes listening to my shit. Um, right, so today um, we're going to talk about cancer lifestyle changes and my experience of them. Uh, it's not a lecture. It's just a few of the weird and wonderful things I've heard along the way. Um, so my first thing I'm going to talk about is diet. People ask me, um, oh, my God, you know, you look you look great. You don't look like you've got cancer. Um, what do you eat? Well, truth be told, I bloody eat everything. So I eat red meat, I eat sugar, um, I, I eat the lot. All the things that you might read about, about, oh, you should try this, that and the other. Well, I, um, I haven't changed anything. Well, I haven't taken anything out of my diet except alcohol. So I stopped drinking, but that wasn't because of cancer necessarily what it was because of was a side effect that i was getting from the chemo which was extreme nosebleeds um because i have thin blood and i also take a blood thinner on top of that so it's like super thin and what i was noticing is every time i was getting shit faced which was a lot for the first couple of years of chemo you're not supposed to do that by the way but i'm a bit of a rebel and i was like going i was getting hammered to the point that I climbed on a horse statue in the centre of Bristol one night. Um, there's actual photo evidence of that. Um, but every time I was getting really drunk, my nose was like running blood quite a lot. And every time my heart rate, like if I ran, um, if my heart rate went up really quickly, my nose would bleed. And it sort of came to a head when I got a, a flight. A business, I, got a, a work, I got a job out in Malaysia and uh, I got a business class flight. And that never happens to people like me. So I was living the dream. Loads of free booze. So I was like, yeah, get it down. Living the dream. I literally drank the entire flight and in the lounge before then. And I made the most of it. But God, I had the mother of all hangovers for a week and a horrendous nosebleed and I thought you know I've probably got to rein this in let me see if maybe by cutting out the drink which thins your blood um, if I can control these nosebleeds so I stopped drinking then and there and I've never looked back and the nosebleeds did massively um, subside I still get them but they're nothing like they were before and the other part of it was that you know um I was getting quite into my exercise and having the stonking hangovers was not really helping me. And I also got that horrendous like feeling of guilt that I'd done something wrong. And I was constantly thinking, oh, God, who have I offended and what have I done? And um, so it was a great side effect, but it's not necessarily because of having cancer. It was because of that side effect. So I cut out the alcohol. 
um and in terms of diet like i said i carried on eating i eat loads of chocolate like ridiculous amounts of chocolate because i love it and yes if you were to listen to if you listen to every piece of advice you were given like you can't eat bacon sandwiches you shouldn't eat red meat you shouldn't have sugar um you shouldn't drink you shouldn't have caffeine you you by the end of it what's the point of being alive because you're just eating grass for the rest of your life however long that be and that would be really sad for me and that's the way I looked at it and I thought well you know there are certain things that I can change and I'm happy to change but there are things there are deal breakers for me and chocolate and steaks are one of them and I will freely admit that and if anybody said they go oh well you know that's not very good and she should she shouldn't have done that well I'd like to tell you that I've massively exceeded my prognosis. So it hasn't gone wrong for me so far. So that's what I would say to that. Um, so what I have done, though, other than that, is exercise. Now, and when I used to think about exercise, and I've always been fair, pretty active anyway, but um, basically the thought of going for runs every day I'd like to be one of those people that enjoys it, but I can hand on heart say that it's my idea of hell after cancer and grief. It's my idea of hell. I hate it. I've never liked it. It's shit. Um, so I thought, well, I've got to find something that I like doing because otherwise I'm not going to stick to it. Um, I've all, you know, I've got a horse, so I do a lot of horse riding, which is great. It's good core and stuff like that. Um, I've got a paddleboard. I do a lot of paddleboarding. I live right next to the water, so that's great. But I needed to do more. So I thought, well, what looks easy and enjoyable? Yoga. But it's not easy. It's actually pretty blooming hard. Um, but it's amazing. And I love it. And that's why I keep going. Whereas with running and stuff, I'd never do it. I also walk a lot. And I believe that walking is probably the new running. Because I didn't get that, I really didn't want to do it. I feel sick. I'm dreading it all day. I'm dreading going to the gym to run on a treadmill. I'm dreading this. Well, I actually like walking because I can still talk and I can still enjoy what's around me. Whereas if I'm running, I'll just be thinking, please, dear God, when is this going to be over? I hate every second of it. But there'll be people out there watching this who will be saying, oh, I love running. That's brilliant. I'm, I'm glad you do, because if you love it, you'll stick to it. But there's so many of us when we get into exercise for the first time that we think what we're supposed to do is we're supposed to run or we're supposed to cycle for miles and end. It's not about that. It's about finding something that you enjoy, be it playing netball a few times a week or whatever it is. As long as it's something you'll, you like, you'll stick to it. And that's really helped me. So exercise has been a real key player for me. And I exercised through and I still I have chemo every week. I had chemo on Monday this week um, and I've ex and um, I go straight to the gym pretty much as soon as I, I get back. And I ride my horse before I go for chemo. So like I'm very, very active. But. I've upped that massively since having cancer. Um, but what I would say here is drawing the line at crazy. Obviously, it's fairly obvious where I sit on the whole scale of all these things that, you know, you get told that you shouldn't, shouldn't be doing. But the amount of things I get in my inbox, particularly in the beginning about, oh, this is what you should do, Heidi. You should. And somebody actually several people said to me, you should. Um, you should go sugar free dairy free, uh, free, free from everything, um, which is, you know, could be good advice. But to enable for that to all work, you also need to go chemo free. So what they're saying is basically you need to do all these healthy things, but you shouldn't. But if you have chemo, 
that will stop those healthy things from working. So you've got to choose one or the other. Now, that for me is extremely dangerous advice to give to somebody. Luckily for me, um, I'm I'm not easily persuaded. And I, you know, I've got quite a few uh, friends that work in the NHS. I have uh, friends. I have a friend that is a cancer scientist um, and I wholeheartedly attribute my amazing health to science research and medicine but that's not to say things can't be complementary alongside of that but one should not be in place of the other and I think that's very dangerous but there is so much out there about that now I would bang I will you know say that I've tried cannabis oil um and things like that and I think that's fine it's natural there's nothing wrong with that it made me sick as a dog um but there's, that's fine. But I would never say you should do that, but get rid of the other thing. But there's a lot of school of thought out there about the fact that you can't have both. And that's where I think you've got to draw the line at crazy. I've been told I should have coffee up my asshole, a coffee enema to cleanse myself, not have chemo, but shove Kenko straight up my backside. Now, if that's worked for you, that's brilliant. Whatever works for you, that's absolutely wonderful. But I can't imagine pouring a costa up my ass every day. And I just do not understand where this sort of stuff comes from. Um, the other thing is to eat apricot kernels in huge quantities, which I actually think contain poison. So I'm not really sure that's a good one either. Um, eating dandelions, but from the root, ideally in a field. So you get down on your hands and knees and you munch along like a grazing cow. Um God, I've had it all. Um, turmeric's one that gets bounded about a lot. It's great. And I do have turmeric in my food, but I certainly don't have it instead of chemotherapy. I have it alongside of that. So I'm a huge advocate for complementary things about treating the whole person. So exercise is great. Diet is great. Medicine is absolutely fantastic. But you don't have to get rid of one to have the other. And obviously, you know, when I was having really aggressive chemotherapy, the thought of going and doing yoga when I was borderline going to poo myself, it was never going to happen. So instead, I could walk around the house within touching distance of the bathroom um, and get my step count up. And that's an achievement. If, if you've gone from nothing to doing that, that is an achievement. So it's all about managing what you can do in the situation that you're in. But exercise is, is a big one. I really do believe that. I mean, it's worked for me. Um, and how would you respond to, we'll, we'll call it well-meant advice, because I've had very few messages of people. I had a couple of people that tell me that I was irresponsible and a terrible mother for having chemotherapy and not eating dandelions, apricot kernels and shoving coffee up my ass. I've had people say that to me. And it's like, how do you deal with that? And people say how to me all the time, how do you deal with, with things like that? And I think, well, there's a few responses. Okay, so um, what I usually do, if someone messages me on my blog and suggests something I've heard a million times, and I think, oh, it's really nice of them to have taken the time, and that's where I look at it, that they've, they've read an article in some uh, unrecognisable website that suggests that you can cure yourself by rubbing God knows what on your bloody back or something. And I just say, that's really kind of you. I'll look into that. Thank you. So that's one of the responses. And then you delete it and you forget about it. Um, 
if it's somebody who's like, well, you should be doing this and you should be doing this and the, this suggests this, thank you very much. Can you send me the link to the evident, evidential research that has been in controlled environment, i.e. in a lab? Um, that would be brilliant if you can send me that evidence. Thank you very much. Um, if someone's ranting on and you, well, this is, you have to do this and you have to do that and you have to do this and you have to do that. The other thing you can say is, is that what you did when you had cancer? And they're either going to answer yes, and then you can dig deeper because you can bet your bottom dollar that there will have been some kind of medical intervention along that process at some point. Or they've never had cancer, therefore they've got no idea what it's like to be in that situation. And then, so whichever way, you're going to win. And failing that, you just use the classic fuck off, which is what I would do if someone was going on and on and on at me so that's the way i would deal with it um so there are the crazy things out there about what you shouldn't shouldn't be doing and the things that i have and haven't done um and like i've said before in previous uh posts that i've i believe in control and if you really genuinely feel that by doing the coffee bum whole thing the eating the grass or whatever if you a hundred percent believe that that's what's right for you then yeah give it give it a go and and why not because i i wouldn't do it the other way around i wholeheartedly believe that chemotherapy is the is the right thing for me um and i wouldn't not have it so and it's and it has worked for me you know i i believe there's a few other things around the outside that have definitely helped um but the main thing is is medicine um so yeah that's kind of my stance on it really um so yes well meant advice so thank you for listening um keep the questions coming in i'm loving them they're brilliant uh and you're giving me more and more topics to talk about which is great um this is all on a podcast if you want to listen to it again i don't know why you would but if you want to it's there um and it's youtube and all that malarkey as well so thank you very much guys and i will speak to you soon Bye.